Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and co-host, Micah Curry. Micah, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having me. We're here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, today we're talking about uh, how you you actually started this conversation a few weeks ago of what would it look like if, because we've, we've done the Marvel movies, what would it look like if we do the DC films? And I've been running through Marvel the past couple of months. Um, I mean, golly, I ran through, what, three phases um, through like September and October. Mm-hmm. And by like early November, I was all the way through Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. And um, right now I'm watching WandaVision and, and you were talking with me about how you're doing the same thing, but on a, a lesser scale with DC. Cause I know that you and Alicia are doing Marvel, but you specifically are doing DC with the man of steel, Batman versus Superman um, going through all those films. And so you said, Hey, you know, we haven't done an Aquaman episode. Um, and so you twisted my arm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But but we said, hey, let's let's do an episode on Aquaman. So we're going to talk Aquaman today. Yeah. So we are still in the middle of the journey through the MCU. Yeah. Um, I think when we talked on the phone today, I said that we had stopped at Doctor Strange. I think it was the last one that we watched, or the next one online. I, I can't remember. Um, but Alicia's not as big of a fan of the DC movies as as you and I are, um, or the DC universe for that matter, um, and the DC. You got a lot of hate for you know, var- yes. for various reasons, and um, I kind of adopted our, our our recent like mission statement or motto, whatever it is that Jordan you came up with. You know, go in without expectations, and and you know you'll be pleasantly surprised. And so I've seen all of the movies. I think the only one that I haven't seen is Shazam two. So um, some of them I really really liked. Some of them I didn't. Uh, really, the, really didn't. <laughs> really, really didn't. After their uh, their first viewing, um, really enjoy Man, Man of Steel. I like Henry Cavill as, as Superman um, and Kal El, Clark, etc. Um, love the casting in that movie. Batman versus Superman. It's okay. Like it's not my favorite, but I will watch it. Uh, yeah. Um, the more I watch Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne, the more I enjoy him. Right. Um, I, I like him as the older Bruce Wayne is what I like to say when people ask me about that. I really enjoy him as the old man, Bruce Wayne, the wiser Bruce Wayne. Um, his Batman's growing on me, but I like him more for the Bruce Wayne. Um, Justice League. It, uh, the more I watch it, the more I enjoy that one. Um, and now, when you say you watch Justice League, do you watch the theatrical cut or the four hour Snyder cut? So I've watched the Snyder cut once. But I've, but usually I only watch when I watch it. I watch the theatrical, like okay. Um, and the more I watch it, you know, I enjoy it. Um, it, you know, um, I know the Snyder Cut always gets a lot of praise, which it which it should. Um, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a busy guy, Jordan. So like, I don't have a lot of yeah. four and a half hours is a big ask to to cut out of my day to watch. Uh, the Snyderverse. Um, That's true. So that, and then um, of course we we've done podcasts on, you know, black Adam, which we enjoyed. I liked the black Adam movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Shazam. Like, I think that that was probably one of the most underrated. Uh, I feel like it was the Ant-Man yes. when like to the MCU. Like a lot of people just didn't go and see Ant-Man for whatever reason. They just didn't show it near the love, but I'm like, man, Shazam was the Ant-Man of DC. Yes. 
Um, and Blue Beetle was was good. You know, oh, we yeah. we the three of us. You know, you you Alicia and I all went and saw it in the theaters, and wow, what a good story. So, um, but yeah, like uh, we're going to talk Aquaman today, and so like I said, oh, I, I totally forgot uh, Suicide Squad. Which was phenomenal, and then um, was the other one? Harlequin. Well, you've got the Birds Suicide Squad, which was the second one, which was kind of like a redo with the James Gunn story, which was fantastic. Then you have David Ayers, which was bad, bad, and bad. then you have Birds of Prey. But Birds of Prey was good. Oh my gosh, Birds of Prey was fantastic, and and this kind of the starting of this conversation how you you said it to me was what if we start to talk about these movies because we haven't done a whole lot of these films yet Mm -hmm. um and so this will kind of kick out into 2024 um as we are coming up on the new year yeah and so like it was a long-winded answer but like what we've been doing with the mcuu and and alicia and i have like going back and rewatching everything i've been going back and rewatching all of the DC projects. And I think the one I'm on right now is birds of prey, Harley Quinn, but you know, with Aquaman, the, the second one coming out, uh, soon, I thought we should do, uh, one on the first one. Cause I think we've done man Absolutely. of steel. We've done Batman versus Superman. I don't think we've did. Have we done justice league? Honestly, I don't even know what all we've done. I we'll have probably a, end up I just have go ahead sp- and redo. I have the spreadsheet. But I don't. Yeah, but we'll, we'll probably end up redoing because now we're we're viewing these films in a very different light. Sure. So, so it might be a good thing just to go ahead and do all of them again. Yeah. And so, you know, Aquaman was uh, alphabetical. Was so gonna... we just thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that that in the time and place in which we're recording. Uh, yeah. You know. With the, the second one coming out in a couple of weeks um, and then kind of wrapping up the DCEU as we know it before the grand reboot. Thought so what's cool really to... cool is the uh, Lost Kingdom actually drops this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this drops on Saturday as we drop episodes on Saturdays, and um, it will literally be right before Aquaman 2. So I feel like it's the perfect placement. Sure. So um, let's get into it. What did you think of this Absolutely. film? Um, I know that you haven't seen this very much, and I know that you haven't. Um, it's not your favorite of the DC movies. You know, every time I think about Aquaman, I can't help but laugh about Raj from Big Bang Theory with Aquaman sucks. <laughs> well, the, like, well, the suit that he wears in that, in oh that my episode gosh, is ridiculous. so funny. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, Aquaman is, is not my favorite character when it comes to live action because I just don't think that they've gotten him right. Like, I, I think Jason Momoa does well. And, and I, I want to give him credit for the fact that he brought Aquaman to be a little bit different, um, very Samoan and very like he brought some of that tribal kind of feel to it, um, which him and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, and the actors who are like that, um, they that have that nationality that like I like it. I think it's good. But when you when you take too many liberties, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're dealing with the same character. Well, in a conversation we had offline, I think you were just talking about how the diversity doesn't match the character from the comic book. Right. So exactly. like, like Aquaman's character in the comic book is very blonde hair, white, very white. Yes. Blue eyes. Almost looks like a Ken doll. And, and I'll be honest, the other side to, to that character is he's out to prove himself. 
Yes. He's not wanted by the human race because he's he's different. He's got Atlantean powers. He's not wanted by the Atlanteans because he wasn't raised by them. He doesn't know their culture. He doesn't know anything about them. And he's considered a bastard. So, like, his his mom and dad were not together um, officially. She had to do her, her due diligence as, as a royalty. Um, she had to return and, to the sea. Yeah. And, and I just think, you know, Jason Momoa... Personally, if I was going to recast him, he's going to be Lobo. Like he's a solid villain. Um, he he completely threw me for his acting ability. And the reason I, I'm 100% behind this Lobo train anymore is not just because he's got the look and they can they can model what they need to behind him. His appearance in Fast Ten as the villain this past year, mm-hmm. he just crushed it. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. Like he would be an amazing Lobo. And I just think that they missed on part of his Aquaman-esque feel. Like, they, they just didn't hit the points correctly. Um, and, and that's not saying that they couldn't. I just think that they didn't. Um, well, it's just weird because, like, and, and there's nothing against Jason Momoa or his nationality or his background or his ethnicity. Yeah. But, like, he does not look like the comic book version at of all. Aquaman at all. And you you mentioned it to me again in another conversation, but it's like, you know, he Aquaman's character is very much, you know, kind of similar to Thor where he loses everything in the comics. And in this movie, he didn't lose anything. Right? Like he is, you know, he gets, you know, the brother, his dad stays alive, his his mother stays alive. Everybody you know, it's kind of like this happily ever after. And you were like, that's just not comic book accurate at all. Because, right, doesn't his mother die? Um, or uh, everybody I'm pretty doesn't? sure. I think, like, everybody in his his world pretty much dies. Yeah. And, and so, so it's that, that same Thor-esque kind of feel, yeah. But Thor lost everybody in, in, in the Thor movies. And, like, coming out of Aquaman 1, Arthur didn't lose anything. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, right, he didn't lose anything. Um. What were your thoughts? Which, Go ahead. Well, and and you you said this offline as well when when we talked about some of this is just like it's great to have those movies where you don't lose all of your your stuff. You don't lose everything. You're like we don't need Thor's story replicated with Iron Man and with Captain America and with with Hulk and like everybody kind of combats their loss differently. Um, phase four was was literally dealing with the loss found in Endgame and through the loss of like Chadwick Boseman and the loss of like all these different really well-told stories um, because I think phase four and Marvel got a lot of crap, but realistically like we got a lot of good stuff out of phase four. Um, it's just those, those losses were, were the, the bell rang harder with the losses than the wins did. The overall um, theme. Yeah. And I mean, the overall theme was, was loss and how do you, how do you handle that? Well, and it was hard too, right? Because you have on one side, on one side of the pendulum, you have this whole conversation of loss and people dying and, you know, life after Endgame. And then you have this other pendulum on the other side where you're introducing characters like Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Shang-Chi and like all these new people. And you're excited about new people and new characters in the multiverse. However, <laughs> there is so much loss and so much death and mourning on this side. And you're trying to mix it all together. And it's it's hard. It was a hard balance for us all. But it was a ride. I mean, it's what it really yeah. was. And and Marvel did really, really well with that because we were invested. Mm-hmm. But well, we and, were invested up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. And Aquaman 
literally was shoehorned into Justice League. And this is the first time that we're actually getting anything from him. And I Which, just this came out after Justice League, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This this came out uh, a year after Justice League. Um, it was like a year and change because it was, I think, November, late October, November, somewhere in there was when in 2017 is when we got Justice League. Well, which is and weird, then, right? Because we talked about this too, Jordan. Like, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like the whole, like you have Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman. And then like those are the oh, only no, no, no. no, no, no. Batman versus Superman came out before Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman came out the year Justice League came out. Well, what I'm saying though is that like, the, those characters were all you got, right? You got Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, and then and Batman the hadn't Justice. even had his own official like solo film. He was right. he was on it a was buddy just, buddy film, right? It was Ben Affleck's version of that, and he was only in Batman versus Superman in the Justice League, right? Um, as far as up into that point, and so like by the time you get to the Justice League and you you uh, you introduce Aquaman and you introduce the Flash and you introduce Cyborg, that's the first time we've seen any of them, right? Yeah. So shoehorn is a great word for it. Yeah, they, 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 there was no, I just didn't feel connected. Like there, there was nothing in there that like, they got like five seconds of screen time in Batman versus Superman when he's like, Hey, let's find new recruits. They form the justice league and Aquaman's in there for so much time. But I just, I didn't connect with, with Arthur Curry in this adaptation. I feel like there's so much more connectivity with Raj from big bang theory. Um, just because like, I remember that it was very memorable and I just, I just don't remember a lot of Aquaman stuff years later. It yeah. doesn't make me want to sit back and rewatch these things. He's not a character that I felt deeply connected to. Um, and I mean, you can only connect to a character so much. Like I don't connect to Thor. Like that's not a character that I connect with. You connect with Thor. My character is Captain America, Spider-Man, Daredevil. Like I like those kinds of characters. We've got friends who like like Will, who is a very deep Captain America fan, but he doesn't care for Spider-Man the same way that I care for Spider-Man. Um, Daredevil, we all kind of connect with Daredevil a little bit in different ways. Um, some of us are like, he's too brutal, and some of us are like, he's not brutal enough. Um, but like Aquaman, he's not a character that a lot of us connected with. Now, for me and my my comic book journey, Aquaman was one of the first comic books I got. And so I have a deep love for for uh, for the King of the Sea, and I love the the history behind this character, and I love some of the, the takes they took, but I just feel like they still missed some opportunities with him. Yeah, and I just feel like you can't really do fantastic work with him if you're not willing to cast correctly, and if you if you if you deviate too far. You, you're really driving away from the character. And that's what really got me. I'm like, you didn't, he, he had no loss. It was all wins. Um, like I didn't feel like he had this, this love loss kind of thing with his brother, which I feel like we're going to get in the second movie. Um, Cause there, there's this really big tie in comic books and in, in other mediums of just him having this love for his brother and wants to see his brother do good. And it's, it's very much the Loki Thor relationship. Um, he wants that, but he just doesn't get it. Kind of reminds me of Peter Parker and Harry Osborn. Yeah, very much and so. Yeah. Even though they're not really brothers, they have a brother-like relationship. And when, you know, if we get to Spider-Man 3 in the uh, Tobey Maguire trilogy, you know, he dies. Harry dies in that movie. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised going into the Fallen Kingdom if, if the brother dies. Um, yeah, 
I, I could see something of that nature, but I think that some of the things that they handled with the, the story development, it was just kind of not my biggest cup of tea that I'm like, Hey, I want to sit down and rewatch this. Now I will say this. I was really, really hyped walking into that film. Which one? Um, Aquaman? Aquaman. I was very hyped walking into that because me and my best friend from high school, uh, Casey and Casey's been on this podcast a few times. Uh, Casey and I, we walked in together and Aquaman is his favorite. And for us to sit down and be able to watch that together. And then when it came out on DVD, Blu-ray, iTunes, all that. And like we bought them, like, I remember watching it together at my house. So what did, what did Casey think? Oh, Casey Uh, loved it. Okay. Casey Casey was now he, I think he was so lost in the moment. Um, and, and, and I can't speak to Casey's feelings with it entirely, but I wonder if he was partially lost in the moment because his superhero got screen time. Yeah. yeah. And and sometimes we have that. We, we lose ourselves in those moments because it's like for years, Batman and Superman were the only superheroes to, to have a movie. And then like when you have Batman getting the 90s and 80s and then he comes back and gets the, the late 2000s, early 2010s, and Superman's in the mix and you've got like, yeah, there's, there's going to be some really cool stuff in the mix, but I, I just think that he was so hyped to see his favorite on there that he wasn't as, as picky and choosy about it. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm kind of the opposite, right? I'm very critical. And so like, you know, Thor one was okay. Thor one was okay. For example, we're just using Thor for the illustration here, but like Thor one was good for, in my opinion, Thor two was bad in my opinion ragnarok was the best of the four and then when we got to love and thunder i called you when i was done i was like this sucked this is bad (laughs) so um but to your point like aqua we had never had an aquaman film up until this point or a show or anything like that like anything that we had seen of aquaman was either like you said big bang theory was he in like any animated stuff yeah he had an animated series back in like the late 60s 70s something like that um, it might have even been the 80s, but it, it was like a long, long time ago. He showed up in the Super Friends. Um, he had been in Young Justice and in the Justice League. And I mean, th- there's been a lot of lot of area that he's been in. Um, so we've seen multiple iterations. I mean, there was one, I think it was Justice League Unlimited, where he had a hook for a hand. Yeah, Like it was it was pretty sweet. And so like all of them had the blonde look. Yeah. Um, but none of them really went with what Jason Momoa did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of speaking of hand, um, what what uh-huh. if you were if you were to like you know, so just a disclaimer. I want to go off on like a little side tangent for a minute. We a couple of weeks ago at Nerd Talk, Jordan and I record, and I recorded. We recorded this episode, the Aquaman one. You're just gonna we have the dirty really, Oh yeah, it was my fault, and I claim it. But like. <laughs> we recorded this episode on Aquaman, right? And we were super proud of it. And I go to render the, the, the audio later that evening and it was nowhere to be found. And I, my computer, it didn't save. And so I felt so bad. So anyway, we talked about, you know, King shark and, you know, I wanted, I was, you know, the reason (laughs) I said, hand, hand, I was like, I know where he's pointing this conversation. So like, you know, I want to get into the conversation of cast and how, how much the cast was stellar in this movie, regardless of oh my gosh, about Aquaman. Yeah. But I also want to talk about, you know, other DC characters that could have shown up and should have shown up. And we talked a little bit about King Shark. But before we do, um, I will say that, like, 
so my father-in-law marty is a big fan of this movie i don't know why he just loves the aquaman movie right okay he's not he like he will watch some stuff with me like on thanksgiving i walked in and he was watching return of the jedi we watched return of the jedi together which is great nice but you classic know, I, thanksgiving movie yes we they were having a star wars marathon on tv i think and we i caught it right as uh, return of the jedi was going and we nice. left and the force awaken was going on i was like i gotta go bye you know? <laughs> um because they did them in order so anyway yeah. um with the wrong order uh <laughs> so um like we watched batman versus superman and he wasn't super impressed like but he loves ant-man but he's not a huge fan of like i don't know pick a random marvel movie he loves Shang-Chi. He loved Ant-Man. He, you know, he loves Aquaman. But like he may, he doesn't he's not a big fan of Spider-Man, for example. Okay. But like he picks and chooses, you know, basically like which movies which he is, wants to which watch. Is which is the cool, cool thing about nerd culture. Yes. Like we and can so, all we can all like who we like and and, and But all I was movies, really surprised of all the DC movies that he liked Aquaman the most. Like whenever that's on TV, he watches it. Whenever he sees it, he's watching it. So That's that's such a weird favorite pick. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, that's not, that's just not the one that I would have ever imagined someone being like, that's my favorite DC film. Well, he asked me, it was like, because he knew that we went and saw The Flash. He's like, what did you think of The Flash? I'm like, I liked it for reasons other but, than it being The Flash. <laughs> like, I love I Michael Keaton for, as Batman. For Michael Keaton as Batman. <laughs> um, you know, I love the story they told with the kind of the multiverse and the multidimensional, you know stuff that was going on there but my like, favorite part was nicholas cage superman for the three seconds he was on the screen my favorite part was wonder woman saving the flash no <laughs> no um <laughs> but yeah i uh you know to kind of get back on track we we just you know talked about how we weren't super thrilled with with jason momoa as arthur or as aquaman yeah like but the cast around him was very very strong and i i think that's what helps this movie is yeah. that I I can put away the fact that Jason Momoa didn't make me feel like that was Aquaman because the rest of the cast and the way that they shot the film, mm-hmm. like all the CGI, it felt very much like. I was a little worried about the water, right? Because it was part of like going to be in, land, never part had of something be like water, that. And yeah, yeah. So like, you know, we talked about that a little bit, you know, when we recorded this before, but like, I think they did a good job with it. I think honestly, it very much felt like they're, they're Atlantis was a lot like Pandora from Avatar. Like it just it it took you to another world. Like it it wasn't your your bread and butter alien planet kind of thing. Like they took you somewhere new. And then you go from this movie and how many more times have we seen like a full underwater like that? Wakanda forever, we have something there. Um but that's I mean there's there's very few movies that you can name that have handled water element like that. And I think that they put so much focus on the water element and they did that so well that they just missed on some of the story writing because it felt like some things were shoehorned into this movie. I feel like the Snyderverse, every movie that's connected, it's just too much because I feel like they knew that they weren't going to pull like, Hey, we're going to have a whole five, six film Aquaman franchise. Like, that's just not going to happen. So we're going to put five or six different story elements into one movie because we really want to tell all these different parts about Aquaman. Like, yeah. you, you get to, hey, the first movie, how many villains were there? Well, you've got Black uh, Black Manta, and then you have uh, Ocean Master, 
and you've got Mara's father who kind of switches sides at one point. It's just, there, there's a lot of opposition in, in the mix. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot going on here. When, when you break it down, there's a lot. But if you can, can kind of look past some of the storytelling elements and you look at the fight scenes and some of the beautiful or scenarios that they get put into where they're going through Atlantis and it's like really, really pretty to see all the colors with the, like the bioluminescence and things like that. Like it's just, it's really cool. And then you go in and you see the, uh, when they're in like Italy and you see like that really, really pretty scenery and the fight sequences and you have these awesome spots with, with black Manta. And, and like you said, on the submarine, when they first start the film and it's like, he's fighting and he, and he leaves, Black Manta's dad to die. Um, spoiler alert. I mean, it's been what five years. <laughs> this yeah, film five has been years out, at but, this point. But still, I think that this movie just really encompasses something beautiful, and the cast just does so well. I mean, you've got Willem Dafoe. Yeah, like, I was going to say every time I watch Willem this movie, Dafoe, I forget that he's in this movie. Ha! Huh. And and he does such a good Volko, and like, he's a mentor. Volko, yeah, so so Volko comic book wise, what's really cool about Volko is he does the wrong things for the right reasons a lot of the time. He's so focused on protecting the king and protecting the kingdom and and protecting Arthur that he misses that he screws up. And he will, is willing to take the punishment because he's trying to preserve Aquaman, he's trying to preserve Atlantis. He's he's doing so much and I'm like dude all power to you. Like, I, I understand why you did what you did. I just wish you hadn't done it the way you did it. Um, And and when you see that there are other ways that you could have handled it better, like, there's so many really cool things about it. Um, And his character, I just think he was done so well. And I'm like, if I was going to recast that character at all, just based off of looks alone, um, the rebel pilot leader who is in... uh mandalorian and he's in ahsoka you know who i'm talking about he's he's the asian descent guy he's got like yes. the the yes, yes. kind of thing that's the only person that i would replace him with mm-hmm. like just for just for a visual aesthetic kind of thing but i think that willem dafoe just brought the character to life and i was very very proud of that mm-hmm. um well, even like yeah oh, go ahead before Amber, I was going to, I was going to jump right into that, but like Amber Heard before the whole Johnny Depp thing, like I thought she was a great Mara. She did really, really well. Um, I had not heard of Amber Heard beforehand. Um, and I, I really liked her character. Um, the, the red hair was kind of weird. Well, she's unnaturally red, um, in the comics. And so like, that's part of her trait. Um, she's got a genetic thing that that's why they have her that way or well, something I, like I know that, but like, I'm saying from like a physical real life ver- she's blonde she's a blonde head girl like her oh, natural yeah, yeah, hair yeah. color is blonde and so like when you see her in other pictures you're like she looks drastically different is what i'm saying yeah and and i think she played well off of jason momoa mm-hmm. um in in the movie i think that she did really well and i think that the the comedic aspects of when when she eats the flowers um like yeah that like that makes sense because like you've never been on on the surface before and you don't know what to do with these things. And so you just eat the flower like that. That was really well timed. And I just I liked her character and Mara Mara is just a phenomenal character. Uh, and, and there's I sent you this this video a while back 
of things we should have got from uh, the flash. And I'm like, I really wish they would have brought Amber Heard back to do um, this justice for one, because I'm, I am pro Johnny Depp in the whole situation. Not that I have a say, not that I was in that marriage or anything like that. That doesn't bother me. But um, like, I just think that they should have done this in flashpoint. There's a sequence where wonder woman uh, has an affair with Aquaman and then ends up killing Mara and puts her crown on her head and holds Mara's head up. And I'm like, that just would have been really, really cool to see like an alternate earth world war three issue um, where Aquaman and wonder woman and, and Mara, like you have Amber Heard's head. Like, like I just, I think that she was, she was really, really good for, for the role that she played um, and, and I'm like, I hate that real world messes up things um, because we're not going to we're not going to see much of her in this next movie. Yeah. Well. Again, with the whole loss conversation, they didn't really. You know, Arthur didn't lose anything in this movie, so including Mira. So, um, you know, I'm looking at the list of casting. Um, Nicole Kidman was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Wilson as King Orm was really, really good. Uh, Michael Beach as Manta's father was really, really good. I mean, there was, there was a stellar cast and, um, you know, you talked a little bit about changing, um, you know, folks out. If you, if you could swap Jason Momoa for somebody who would it be to, to be a little bit more comic book accurate. I, you know, I don't even know. I I thought about this one a little bit the other day. What if we did Jason Sudeikis as as Aquaman? And I was like, I can kind of see that a little bit. I mean, you would have to like lighten his hair up, but mm. I think that he kind of from his his Ted Lasso, I think that he kind of could pull some of that off. I thought about him, but I think that Jason Sudeikis could be a couple different DC characters. Like Booster Gold, I think he could do a fantastic Booster Gold. But I don't know. I think I think Aquaman's a little bit harder of a character to to figure out. I mean, um, I mean, Chris Hensworth. I know he's Thor, but I mean he he has the he has the build, he has the hair, he has the eyes, right? Like, I mean, like not that I think that he would do that or they would ever do that, but like that's that's the only person I can really think of that has the big muscles and the blonde hair and blue eyes and you know that's probably why he was casted as thor uh. <laughs> well yeah but then you know there, there's a lot of people that you could mold um around and 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 do that i mean without pulling from marvel because i feel like you could easily just walk into marvel and go and pick anybody because they have such a large group of people who have been a part of marvel but i, I just feel like jason sudeikis might be the one that i would throw there um if i were going to say that I do want to talk about a couple other cast members, though. Um, Dolph Lundgren showing up. <laughs> like, like, did you expect that? Did you did you like Dolph Lundgren coming in and being a part of that? Or what were your thoughts? I mean, it was cool. And it was kind of like right around the time uh, Creed 2 came out, too. So, like, kind of getting a resurgence of Dolph Lundgren <laughs> a little bit. Um and as a fan of the Rocky movies and the Creed movies, like I'm like, I'm all for it. But um, I just watched Rocky four a couple weeks ago uh, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> my favorite one. Um, so good. I must break you. 
Um, yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, it was just, it was like, it was more of a surprise though. I mean, I've only seen Aquaman twice, but, um, maybe three times, but I thought he did great as King Nearest. What did you think? I, I loved seeing, I, well, okay. I'll, I'm going to take a step back. I love seeing all these action heroes from the seventies, eighties, nineties coming back. Like, it's just fantastic. Um, to see them in very different lights. I mean, seeing Harrison Ford and Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone. I mean, these guys showing back up in some of my favorite comedies or uh, action movies. Or I mean, they're they're doing amazing stuff and and they're doing it different. Like it's not like we. I mean, not that anybody asked for the new Indiana Jones film, but he did really well in it um, with Harrison Ford uh, and then Dolph Lundgren to come back and and be in the the Creed movie and then to show up here, like it was different, but it was cool. So yeah, I, I think it was good. Um, yeah, I, it was, it was, it, it took me by surprise that they were going to bring him in. Um, but it was that nice surprise. Yeah. So, so speaking of surprises, we talked a little bit about like, we, we were joking about King shark, but like, if you could have brought somebody into this movie from the universe, what, who would you bring? Like, I mean, obviously you could have done King shark because water, duh, but I thought it'd been really cool. Also Sylvester Stallone. Hello with Dolph Lundgren. Like, I mean, you could have a oh, little, that would have been, been great. That would have been fantastic. Um, you know, I, I do stand by King shark. Um, I think that just that character is, is fantastic, but and we've only got him the one time in the suicide squad movie. Yes. Um, but the Suicide Squad movie didn't come out until later. 2021. Right. So three years later, and James Gunn was not attached at the point that Aquaman was being worked on, as far as I'm aware. So here's here's really what I, I struggle with. If we would have had King Shark in, it had to have been the specific, the Suicide Squad King Shark. I would not want any other type of King Shark in there. Right. Um, Because it his Nanawe was just great. Um, I had mentioned this when we did the, when we recorded last time, I think that the only other character I would want to see is Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is a, a character, um, straight out of their DC dark. Um, his, he's, he's a vertigo character, I believe, um, that they adopted into the DC comics. And he is like the essence of all greenery and life on the planet. Um, a really cool character, very unique um, to, to DC and the way that they handle him. Uh, but there's, there's a comic book that I had read from the new 52 line, which was the early 2010s, um, through, I think it was like 2011 through 2015, 2016, they ran this line. And there was a comic book where Aquaman and Swamp Thing teamed up and Swamp Thing, like he had to kind of like morph his body into the seaweed. So it was like a really cool take on how they did like a monster, um, in the deep and, and it was, it was just really, really cool. And I think that he could have been done really well, um, helping out Aquaman, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's the only two characters that I could have thrown in there. I would have kind of liked to see Batman or Bruce Wayne just make an appearance, like sort of like what they did with the justice league and how he went to the land next to where he would enter the sea. Um, but you know, considering this happened after Justice League, you kind of, you know, it's kind of pointless. But um, I don't know. 
that 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 comes to mind. Um, he wasn't in the Flash, was he? No. Uh yes, he was. He was in the post credit scene. Oh yeah, yeah. He got drunk with with Barry. So maybe the Flash running over the water or something crazy like that, or running through Italy when they're in Italy, um, something like that. But or you know, Superman would have been like fighting over Italy or something like that, or fl- you see him fly past. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, you as well as I do, and as far as the MCU. You know how well the MCU is connected. The DCEU didn't do such a great job of doing that. It's like, no, oh, we, they didn't. Oh, we have a Justice League movie, and that's pretty much the as about as connected as we want to get. So, yeah. Um, other thoughts you have on Aquaman, or you know, I think wanna... Aquaman is is a. It was a good film, definitely worth the watch. So if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, but I don't know that it's going to be in like your immediate top favorite kind of film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no Winter Soldier. I'll say that. Well, duh. <laughs> very, uh, very few films anymore can ever hit Winter Soldier status. Um, yeah, I would agree. I don't think that we. I mean, it's a good film, but it's not a great film. Yeah. And Lord only knows what's going to happen in the second one, because <laughs> I've heard mixed things. Like I've I just... heard it was unwatchable. But, but I've also heard I'm, it's like as good as Avatar, which I'm like, what? Mm, <laughs> I don't know who said that. No, it we'll was on, so uh, the other day we were watching TV and a trailer came on for the, the second Aquaman. And literally it said, this is a once in a generation movie. And viewers are saying it's as good as the first Aquaman. And like, I mean, like, not Aquaman, I'm sorry. Good as the first uh, Avatar. And I'm like, What? Three months ago, I heard this is unwatchable. I think they're really just trying to hype the marketing. They did not hype the marketing with uh, Blue Beetle yeah. and it and uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and it really hurt them. Yeah. And I think they poured all their money onto the Flash, which hurt them because <laughs> that movie flopped hard. Um, and I just this this is really what I'll say. This movie is going to hurt DC. And they're really just taking the bullet. They're doing the best that they can. They're trying to stay above water, but they're really going to take a bullet here because James Gunn has already claimed nothing out of the four films that come out this year matter. Not a single one. Marvel has not done four films in a year, if I'm mistaken, like ever. Like from the MCU, correct? Have we had a year where four films came out? I don't think so. It's always been three. Oh, no, no, no. 20, 2021, because it was Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and No Way Home. Okay, so the one okay. time. The one time that it's happened was a somewhat off year. It was two two really big hits, two somewhat hits. And then for this year, DC tries to do that, and they flop so stinking hard. And I'm like, those films weren't even that bad. It just, they got hurt in the mix. And and it's because they announced, hey, nothing matters. None of the characters are, uh, are going to be the same people. Nothing's moving forward. We don't know what it's going to look like yet. We're going to completely redo. And it hurt them. And so I don't think that even if this movie is as good as Avatar, Winter Soldier, Empire Strikes Back, like even if it's a once in a generational kind of film, 
I don't think it's going to matter because moving forward, none of those characters are, are going to be the same actors. Nothing, nothing matters. This is the last film in the, the DC, DC universe. EU. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. So that's, that's where I'm at. But I, I do feel like we need to rate this film before we, we sign off for this episode. Yeah. So one to 10, where, where would you put this movie? Six and a half, seven, if I'm being generous. I'm going to say six, seven, if I'm generous. We, uh, you, we, we said that the last time and, and you were like really that low. And I'm like, it was good. It just wasn't great. And it's not one that I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch all the time. Um, I won't just, I don't know that I would even throw it on unless I have like a mission of wanting to watch all the DC films or I'm wanting to watch an Aquaman, like run through his stuff that he shows up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't think it has the chops of some of the other movies. And if I'm like, yeah. if, I, if I got the whole DC catalog in front of me, it's not going to be the first one I choose. I would pick Shazam. Oh, no. I would pick Black Adam. I would pick Flash. I would pick, you know, oh my gosh, Black a, lot Adam. Of, yes. a lot of other movies, a lot of other movies in the DC catalog before I would choose Aquaman. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, with that nerd talk nation, we are so, so thankful that you guys hung out with us today. Um, we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.